Hi, everyone. The following podcast is a direct message network and podcast one production. We are directly to your favorite stars. I like a bed that's really firm. I need something a little softer than that. Rest easy. With the Sleep Number 360 Smart Bed, you can both adjust your comfort with your Sleep Number setting. Can it really help me fall asleep faster? Yes, by gently warming your feet. Okay, but can it help keep us asleep? It senses your movements and automatically adjusts to keep you effortlessly comfortable. Sleep Number, proven quality sleep is life-changing sleep. Don't miss our New Year's special. The Queen Sleep Number 360 C2 Smart Bed is only $899, plus special financing, only for a limited time. To learn more, go to sleepnumber.com. Special financing subject to credit approval. Minimum monthly payments required. See store for details. Hey, listeners, looking for an affordable way to go back to school? National University is investing $30 million in new scholarships. For 50 years, National University has pioneered achievable higher education. Today, NU offers over 75 100% online degree programs and flexible four-week class schedules that let you start sooner and finish faster. National University. Classes start monthly. Apply for your scholarship today at nu.edu. Okay, so if you're like me or us, you definitely have some time in the day that you could get more out of, Yep. right? Aren't you glad that I turned you on to Audible so that when you're walking G every day, you got something to do or you feel like you're learning or you're consuming entertainment that you actually want to consume? I appreciate that because truthfully, it's the best spent time, you know, being able to soak up this information that, you know, otherwise I wouldn't have been able to because I have no time to sit and chill. So it's perfect. Exactly. Exactly. Um, and, and I used to drive like an hour each way for work, and I'm sure a lot of you guys do the same sort of thing. Uh, and I found that I, like I was just wasting that time if I was only listening to music or doing nothing at all. Um, so I turned to audiobooks like two years ago, and I started using Audible, which I love. And the reason that I love it is because you go on a subscription basis, and you get a credit every single month, which allows you to download uh, a title from their massive catalog. Mm-hmm. And now I'm learning about things that I actually want to learn about. And then I learn about them through you because all you do is talk about whatever you're listening exactly, to. Exactly, exactly. Um, some of the notable titles that I remember from this year uh, are The Everything Store, which is the story about Amazon, which is incredible. Um, a book called Never Split the Difference, which is about negotiating and sales tactics. So anybody in that world, that's a that's a must. Uh, and then I'm currently listening to one called Hyperfocus. Mm-hmm. Those are all good. And you just finished one, right? Yeah, I finished The Automatic Millionaire by David Bach. Nice. I know. It's uh, it's motivating. Yeah, awesome. Um, okay, so if, if you haven't used Audible, you need to. Um, so easy, you guys. You the just, app is free to download. E- yeah. The the credit a month is like 15 bucks a month. Um, all you need to do is download the app and get going. Yeah. So you can go to audible.com slash adulting or text adulting to 500 500. That's audible.com slash adulting, or you can text adulting to 500 500. Welcome to adulting like a mother father. We're your hosts, Daniela Monet and Andrew Gardner. Let's get into it. This is Adulting Like a Mother Father. Thanks for tuning in to learn more. We applaud you. Now sit back, relax, so baby, keep it pushing while we have a couple laughs and maybe get a little mushy. But don't forget to take a deep breath. Adulting can be hard sometimes. Just take the next step. Pick the right foot up and put it in front of the left. You do this over and over and you'll be headed to rest. And let me introduce you to the star of the show, Daniela Monet. I bet you probably heard her say, Chicago, Chicago. Well, now she's all grown up and got a little baby boy. His name is Gio. Dang, what a bundle of joy. We're a tribe of three, but we're building a community. So come along. It's time for some adulting. 
This is Adulting Like a Mother Father. I'm Danielle Monet, the mother. And I'm Andrew Gardner, the father. And we're both adults. adults. And if you're an adult or just trying to be one, this is the show for you. Let's jump into it because last time we tried to podcast, we were not in the right frame of mind. No. Yeah. We literally sat down. We wasted like 45 minutes. Yeah. And then decided, oh, we'll just come back. Yeah. Basically, it was better that than we like leap across the table and choke each other out. Yeah, I was scared. <laughs> you should be. <laughs> so yeah, guys, welcome to the show. We've been battling it out recently and for no good reason other than I think we're tired. I think that we feel pressure from all different directions. And I think, frankly, we just have been together for a long time yeah, and happens. we haven't. Well, no, I think like we both know how to get under each other's skin and how to make things better. And I think sometimes when you're just like, I don't know, not vibing, you forget to do those things better. Yeah. Did or you just sense? don't want to. Yeah. You know, I think we can both get stubborn. Let's talk about our love languages. Okay. Do you I know, know yours? mine. What? I, okay. I'm, yeah, I think I know mine. Well, I want to say it's, I, I like words of affirmation, but like a good, like a help, not, not a too much of it because it like grosses me out. I've dated people before in the past where it's like, they were all about words of affirmation. It, it, yeah. I don't like the fluff. I like the sincere, genuine words of affirmation. And then I like, um, Ooh, gosh, maybe. Wait, so there's words of affirmation. Let's Google. Them. I don't actually know. Them. I'm gonna yeah. Them Google them real quick. Cause I know I just make up my own, you know, five love languages. Okay. So there is, okay. So there's acts of service, receiving gifts, quality. Oh, I know my other one. My other one is physical touch, but again, not overkill of the physical touch more just like a sincere little gentle physical touch once in a while. Do you know yours? There's words of affirmation, acts of service. No, I'm looking at them right now. Okay. Receiving (laughs) gifts, quality time and physical touch. I think I know yours. And what would you say? Yours is quality time. You like undivided attention. Yeah, yes and no. What? Yes and no. I just, yeah, I do like quality time for sure. If there's any guys listening or girls who share this problem with their guy or same sex, doesn't matter. If, if you get in the car every time and your partner jumps on their phone for the whole drive, that is the opposite of quality time for me. That's, that's usually when I bring it up. I don't know why I just said that, but like, no, it's true. That's, you, that's what you, I thought about. You feel like, and that's so true. I am very much the person to get in my, get on the car, get in the car and get on my phone. And I think it's because I don't have that time at home cause I've got my hands full. So I use that time for me selfishly and you're usually driving. So it's just easy yeah. for me. But I think I forget that that for you is like time that you like to connect. Yeah. Cause I just think about, I think about the the long-term relationship that I want. And it's, it's all about connection and communication and like just having the, the most simple things be the best things about the time that you spend together. You Mm -hmm. know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like if you can get in the car and you just truly enjoy spending 30 minutes or 60 minutes, just hanging out with somebody, shooting the shit, having the conversation, Mm -hmm. laughing or whatever you do, like that's what it's about. You Mm -hmm. know what I mean? Like I don't need to go and do something just so I can take a picture or, um, you know, like set up an elaborate date or whatever for me, like that doesn't do it for me. It's not about that. But I think, I think we're both like that. I mean, yeah, maybe I'm the one to say, Hey, can you take a picture? 
I'm oh, guilty I, of that. I wasn't 100%. pointing the finger at you. I think no, no, just yeah, an no, no. But the, a good example of that is like you know Valentine's Day came and went, and for us like we we didn't like. Yeah. I mean, I hate to say we didn't celebrate because I feel like we that makes it sound like we don't like celebrate our love, but like that's so not the truth. Yeah, but it's a made up holiday. Okay, but who cares? They're all made up holidays. If you want to go there, you know what I mean. They're all made up at that point. Yeah. You, you just, I think that, I think holidays are really nice because they make you stop and reflect. If yeah, we didn't have days like that, then we would just keep going about our lives and yeah. like never really recognize anything. But I think ultimately you should be striving to make every day amazing. Okay. But you let's know? be real. Life yeah, is crazy. I'm being real. I think, yeah, not every day is going to be magic, mm-hmm. you know, but like you should be trying, especially when you're in a partnership, like you should be trying to make yourself better and make that connection better every single day. Yeah, a hundred percent. You know? Yeah. But I think, yeah, sure. My, my point is, is that we didn't really do anything for it. And we both like connected on that, you know, we were making dinner, which is, you know, special in its own way. We're making dinner together. And I just remember, like I just said, you know, I don't need anything. Like, I'm just so glad that it's just you and I. And like, I meant that wholeheartedly. Yeah, I know you did. And also, I appreciate when you do do things out of the blue, which I did let you know. I did pull a flower out of yeah. the vase of flowers that we already had. <laughs> which was like so cute. I know. So it's like, that's all I need. Okay. So why were we battling anyways? I don't know. <laughs> oh, no, no, I'm kidding. It's weird. It's like when you're in it, it feels like you're in this storm that could go on forever. Yeah. And when you get out of it, however you do it, like whether you sit down and chat or like you just do something together and, and, and like you remember that you love each other or whatever and it mm-hmm. fades away like once it leaves it's like it was never even there i don't remember any of our no, battles recently weird. i have no recollection all i know is that i said something in the bathroom this morning to you just to make sure that like everything was okay yeah but i probably said more than that huh i just said like i don't know i feel like i've been kind of not in a funk but just not taking like really good care of myself recently and i I felt insecure about it around mm-hmm. you. Yeah. I know you did. Yeah. It's true though. That, I That's a tricky one though. Cause I could say like, I could tell you that the feelings that you're having are like kind of made up. Like there's nothing that I'm thinking or feeling that should make you feel that way. I could tell you that a hundred times, but that's still something ultimately that you're going to have to correct in your brain. You totally. Know? Yeah, I think I just wanted to muster up the courage to to let you know I was feeling that yeah. way because, and I didn't need you to like confirm that like, oh, it's all in your head, but I also just wanted no. you to know that I'm very self-aware of myself and I know that I very easily have slipped into the, <laughs> just kind of like, I don't know, like I haven't put a ton of effort into myself. I haven't done the things that like make me feel whole and balanced, like going and working out because I don't like to leave geo unless I have to. And so there's just little things that I know that would make me a better partner for you. And I felt like I needed to just tell you that. Yeah. And I appreciated that. I mean, that, that kind of came out of left field and I just like going there. You know, if there's something on your mind, I want to know because ultimately it helps me like if there's something that I can do to make things better for you or better for us, that like I'm just a problem solver. You yes, know? you are. So if you tell me, if you're open with me about what's going on, then I can help. Yeah. I know. If you're not like I'm playing a guessing game all the time and I don't want to do that. that. Is, that's gotta be a guy thing. I mean, maybe girls are like that too. I don't know. I mean, I feel like you are certainly a problem solver where sometimes there may not always be a solution. You just need someone to like have your back and like, 
tell you everything's chill. It's cool. Don't yeah. worry about it. Like we don't have to fix this all the time. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. All right, everyone, sit tight and we'll be right back for some more adulting like a mother father. Do you own or rent your home? Sure you do. And I bet it can be hard work. You know what's easy, though? Bundling policies with GEICO. GEICO makes it easy to bundle your homeowner's or renter's insurance along with your auto policy. It's a good thing, too, because you already have so much to do around your home. Go to GEICO.com, get a quote, and see how much you could save. It's GEICO easy. Visit GEICO.com today. That's GEICO.com. And now back to adulting like a mother father. Wow. I want to go back to the the five love languages. Okay, yeah. What is yours? I don't know. We hit on quality. I I don't think I've ever actually looked at all five of these. Mm -hmm. So I never knew what they were. Um, I think I do like words of affirmation. Oh, you You do. Because that comes along with communication. Oh, yes. Uh So 100% yes. Um, Receiving gifts. Like it's nice that someone's thinking about if it's thoughtful, right? If it's like the laziest gift in the world could care less. Okay. If it's thoughtful, like I don't care if it's a book somebody found at a garage sale, but the fact that they were thinking about you and connected like, Oh, you might enjoy this. Mm -hmm. That goes a long way with me. Okay. Good to know. Um, we talked about quality time, physical touch. Yeah. No, that's not your love language. I don't think. Yeah. No, that's why it was like a, that was like a halfy. Yeah. Like, yeah. God. I don't, how, <laughs> I, I don't know why. I how don't do you why. adopt a love language that isn't your love language? You don't. You don't. It comes natural. I think. Yeah. The other one, acts of service, I think, yes, for sure. Because Yes, it, you are an acts of service Because it comes person, down yes. to like, we talked about this yesterday. Like, if you go, if you're doing something that I know that you don't like doing mm. or is uncomfortable for you or pushes you outside of your little comfort zone and you're doing that because you love me, or you care more about us than you do like being uncomfortable like that. That's everything for me, you mm-hmm. know? And it's like, and that Give sounds him an weird example. Too. Cause like what happened was, is we had a garage sale. Yeah, I was a garage sale gardener yesterday. Yeah. It was always closing. And <laughs> which I sort of initiated because I've been trying to get this backyard space cleared out because I, I think I really need a gym. Here's we'll, we'll uh, make it like really, a whole really rabbit hole. You said, stuff. let's have a garage sale. Yeah. And then you said, Hey, you go and do it all. I didn't say that. I just didn't participate as exactly. much as I needed to. Exactly. And I, and I made sure I told you many times yesterday how much I appreciated your effort. But I think what you wanted me to do was to, um, I guess, suggest that I could be more helpful or, or ask you, what can I get for you? Like, you know what I mean? Not like, am I saying that right? Is that what you wanted? Like you wanted someone to be there with you. So you didn't feel like you were like a lone ranger manning the whole thing by yourself. Yeah. Yes and no. It just made it. I just, I just wanted you to show that like you were willing to help. I didn't even need you to help. Mm, You know what I mean? So what you're saying is I can in the future be like, Hey, what can I, what can I do to help you? And you might say nothing at all. And I'm out of the, I'm I checked off the box. I made the effort. (laughs) I think you'd be surprised how far that goes. Okay. Noted. You know what I mean? Sure. Or if I'm doing like a a project like anything, a gardening anything or outside mm-hmm. anything outside <laughs> okay because that's your territory <laughs> that you hate doing it's not that i hate doing i just uh, take care of so much inside it's that just I'm something like, that you don't want to do yeah right? i guess so yeah, if you did sure. if you did something that you didn't want to do but you did it because like you wanted to spend some time with me or just like show me that you know we were doing it together or whatever that would go a long way i think you just want to know that i'm willing to put in the work when it might not be something that i'm 
excited about type of thing. Sure. It shows that, yeah, you have like a partner who's like your ride or die. Yep. Am I your ride or die? I hope so. Don't say that. I mean, yeah. Uh, well, you're being honest. But like I you, ha- but for me, like it's it's action over words, a hundred percent, right? So yeah. you can say like you could say I, I'm your ride or die, but if in every moment you have a chance to do something where you could show it by action and you choose something else, mm-hmm. like it's hard for me to connect those. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. I feel like we're on a one-on-one. Yeah. <laughs> you're you're getting to know me like eight years in. <laughs> oh, man. You know, it's just, that's it. That's a relationship. You're always growing. And I guess, I think more importantly, like, we're just trying to find the time to, like, We should make sure more. we do a post on, um, on the adulting Instagram about love languages because I want to know what the listeners... Oh yeah. Feel about this and like what their languages are and, and what struggles maybe they have if, mm-hmm. if their partners have different mm-hmm. ones. Yeah, I agree. I think that it helps you put things sort of in perspective. I would have never thought about mine had that not been like posed a question to me because it helps me understand you better. And I think it helps you understand me, by the way, one of my love languages is physical touch. Uh, anyways, so <laughs> Hi, nice to meet you. Yeah. Hi, nice to meet you. Um, I feel a little lighter. But I'm glad. Let's, okay, yeah. let's talk about that because this, yeah. like, this is going really deep into our relationship. But people can relate, I'm sure. Right? Your, I think ultimately your love language is physical touch or words of affirmation. Like you think so? Yeah. Because I'm, I'm not a hundred percent sold on either one. Because okay, and I hate let's to just say this, but like I feel like even in the small stint of dating that I experienced, and maybe it was just because they weren't my person, they were strong, like physical touch, like fr- strong words of affirmation. And it scared me off. So that's why I'm like, is it, or is it just because I love you so much that I want it from you? Maybe I don't know. That's what makes me confused about, that's about it. A question for an expert. Oh yeah. That's a good one. We should have like we'll, a, we'll bring somebody in. Yeah. I would love, I mean, listen, we're all experts because we're all going through life yeah. together. But I, I, I wanted to touch on this because I feel like people can relate. So your love language is different than mine. Mm-hmm. And I, a lot of times when, when we've been battling for like, you know, a few days, a week, whatever, and we're having trouble connecting, mm-hmm. we've, and we've talked about this so many times. You're, you're looking for more physical touch and that would help you like bring you out of your funk. And mm-hmm. I'm looking for better communication from you. Yeah. And it's like, you can't give <laughs> communication without the physical touch. And I have a hard time like giving you the physical touch that you need without feeling Correct. connected on a deeper It's level. about feeling safe, right? So it's like about sure. bringing your guard down. Yeah. Ultimately, that's what I think our like relationships are all about. How do you bring your guard down to a place where for you, it's like if you feel connected and we're communicating and we're thriving because we're, we're just ch- talking everything out, you feel like your guard is down and you've I've got you like in the palm of my hand. I feel like huh? if, well, it's true, right? Yeah. And then same with me. It was like if I feel like I've gotten like a little like pat on the butt or like a cute little like kiss for no reason, you know, like in a relationship that you've been together, you know, this long, you could go days without like a very casual, like little kiss. And I don't want to forgo that because that's just, I mean, if you're looking at a lifetime, like I just don't want to lose the innocence and the, in the small moments of just like, I guess, intimacy. It doesn't need to be full on for me. It's all about just like being, I guess, noticed. Uh, Maybe it goes deeper into my psychology of like not feeling, I don't know. I mean, do you not feel noticed? I just, in that way. Okay. Do you know what I mean? Yes and no. In like a way that like I don't share with anyone else. Okay. Yeah, I get that at some level. 
Okay. But we still have a lot to work out on that because... Yeah. Maybe let's work it out and then come back and talk yeah. about... Well, hello. We've been working at for eight <laughs> years. So what? We've been talking like five years from now. <laughs> no, no, no. We, we don't have that kind of time. We got to figure this out. We will. Absolutely. That's the only way, right? Yeah. See, I, I feel like it's pretty simple. Either make the choice to always want to be better for each other or you go separate ways. And like, that's, what's cool about a long-term relationship is because you've chosen to be better together over and over and over. Because if you're a human being that's spent time with somebody you've battled like, and multiple times, like, and if you've stayed together, that means you've chosen to like work on yourselves, work Mm -hmm. on each other or whatever. And that's a beautiful thing. Are you calling us a beautiful thing? I think so. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay, that's a good note to just uh, take a quick little break on. Um, we've got an awesome guest coming up who I think is going to make everyone feel like they are capable of just about everything. And I think uh, we need that. So uh, coming up next after this little break, we've got Lauren Lake. More adulting like a mother father when we come back. How often do you think about your socks? If you're like we used to be, not much. But recently, we discovered socks that changed the way we think about socks forever. That's right. They're called Bombas, and they may just be the most comfortable socks that we've ever owned. Yeah, because they're made of this super soft, natural cotton, and every pair comes with the arch support, a seamless toe, and a cushioned footbed that's comfy, but not too thick. It's perfect. Mm, It's like what feet daydream about. (laughs) And the best thing about Bombas is that they do the one-for-one thing. So for every pair of Bombas that you buy, they donate a pair to a homeless shelter as well. Oh, I love that. Yeah, it's amazing. You can go buy your Bombas at bombas.com slash adulting today and get 20% off your first purchase. That's right. That's B-O-M-B-A-S dot com slash adulting for 20% off. Bombas.com slash adulting. All right, guys, we're back. Here's adulting like a mother father. Well, let's jump into it. Welcome to our show. I'm glad to be here. We're glad to have you. We think you're full of interesting, limitless facts. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I want to. <laughs> that s- is true. <laughs> <laughs> I want to start there. Is your 2020 off to a limitless start? Oh gosh, I was just on my Insta story the other day, going, "How many other people's 2020 is off to a slow, raggedy? Oh god, can't get it together. Start. Oh no. I'm so glad you said that. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's what everybody was saying because I was like, you know what? It just didn't happen the way I saw it on 1231. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It didn't come together like that. But that is what having a limitless mindset is all about. Yep. It really is about seeing past what your obstacles are and what your issues are and knowing that there still are limitless possibilities. So I was on there yesterday going, listen, if it's not all coming together, if the puzzle pieces aren't matching up, if you don't even have the puzzle pieces, don't know where they are, lost them, mm-hmm. it's okay. Stay focused on your bigger picture and just stay with it. I think I'm like three of my resolutions. I think like by the second I had like not done them Mm because I wanted to read this, you know, many, many minutes a day. I wanted to work out. And it was like, you Mm -hmm. know what? You're traveling lady. Why are you making up these things that you can't do when you're like trying to get to the airport? Totally. So, yeah, and it almost stresses you out more, and then you're not even an, a, a productive person. And then you start just getting down on yourself, and you're freaking one day into the new year. A, a, right, and yeah. self-hate is limiting, Yo. so we don't want to go there. There you go. <laughs> right. That's not limitless behavior. <laughs> no, it's not. <laughs> so moving on from week one, yes. what does the rest of the year look like for you? Like, what does your ideal 2020 look like? You know what? My idea, this is funny. My ideal 2020 looks very different from what 
I think my past years have looked. I turned 50 in. Ooh. What? Uh, yes, I did. No. In, in July of last year. For everyone listening, she looks uh, l- <laughs> fabulous. Not a day older than 30. And trying, honey. Oh, I love. Trying, honey. That's a lot of yoga and a lot of wine. <laughs> <laughs> but Those are the two best two things two best together. Things if ever. you take anything from this episode, yoga and wine. Okay, right? that's it. A lot of yoga and a little wine at night. <laughs> but but no, really, I, I think my 2020 is going to, you know, my desire is for it to look different in a sense where I truly create more space for me, mm-hmm. create more time to think, to be. Mm-hmm. I was just speaking to a group of moms the other week and I was saying, you know, in yoga, um, our, our group leader was talking about meditating on the art of being. Mm-hmm. And she talked about being a doer. And I am a doer. It really spoke to me that sometimes when you're a doer, you lose a sense of what it means to be. Mm. And when I thought about it, I was like, I am never just being, you know, because even if I'm sitting still, I'm thinking about what I got to do next. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, mm-hmm. if, you know, and if anybody catches me sitting still, then they have a duty for me. You know, if my mm. son sees me catching still, mm. anybody, anybody's like, oh, oh, she's not busy. Let me ask her something. Yep. And I said, I am going to focus on being. So I'm going to create space. I'm going to sit in that chase lounge that's next to my bed that I haven't sent, set in in five years. Mm. And I just want to take thoughts in, breathe, and create space for myself to just enjoy the life, um, you know, of creating. Mm-hmm. It, it, you know, it's sometimes you, you're so busy making the life, mm-hmm. yep. you don't live the life. Yep. So I want to live the life. Oh, that was. That yeah, spoke to me. <laughs> wow. I think it's important, right? It's almost it just is. that that little time for reflection. My brother shared something with me the other day, and I forget. It was a speech that somebody had, and I forget who it was, and I forget exactly how it went. But basically he said, everybody needs three things in life to be happy. One is you need to laugh every day. Two is you need to let your emotions bring you to tears every day, regardless of that's if it's happy or sad or whatever. Three is you need time for reflection every mm-hmm. single day. I feel like you know, I don't cry every day and I don't reflect every day. But when I do, I feel like I'm just so much more present and comfortable in my own shoes. And I just feel like life is better. And like that's kind of vague. But it sounds like that's a little bit of what you're doing is creating that time for reflection. And it's not even vague. What I loved about what you just said was that you feel like life is better. That to me is a spirit connection that is so important and it's priceless to just feel like because I did something, because I said one of the moms said her challenge was to spend, I think, what did she say, a thousand hours outside this year or something. It was something that she read. And I thought that was so powerful because when you sit with nature, when you sit in places that make you feel um, like things are possible, life does feel better. And we need to do more of those things. So as much as I love empowering and inspiring and helping others, and I will continue to do that because that's a passion of mine. I love the work that I do. I want to also master the art of being Mm -hmm. because I, you know, I, I just, you know, you know, the, I always think of, you know, the, the headstone, you know, and it's never going to be like, and she made it to here, nope. here, here, you know, <laughs> nope. it, 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 it just doesn't say all that. No. Nope. And so you want to enjoy and live and, and, and really live the life you've created. Yeah. Do you feel like it took you, I know you said you just turned 50. Do you feel like it took you a certain point in your life to recognize, like, I'm, I've in 
quotes, sort of like I've made it in a lot of ways. Like I've hit so many of the checklists that I've like aspired to hit for so long. Now it's time to take a deep breath. Or do you feel like you wish you would have done that sooner? Or just along the way. Or well, along the way, sure. Well, I think it has been for me a true evolution. Um, I am that, you know, 20-year-old grinder, make my dreams possible, go-getter, you know, 30s, you just think you know everything, and then you make all the mistakes because you realize you don't know nothing because you were just 20, you know, right? Then your 40s, you got to pay all off, pay pay (laughs) everything off from the mistakes you made in your 30s, and you really start to feel grown, and you kind of get your stride. But I will say, coming into my 50th year, I did like this... um, 50 days till I turn 50 kind of challenge where I kept challenging myself every day to try something new, uh, you know, think, journal, all of these things. Mm -hmm. And I think during that process, I realized I don't think I want to go grinding and running crazy anymore. Like, I really think I enjoyed that season. And and something came into, like, I realized that life really is about, you know, the seasons. Mm -hmm. There are seasons of your life. Mm -hmm. And I think I'm not in a season where I'm ready to lay over and, uh, you know, die. But I'm also in the season where I know I do not have to run myself ragged every single day to feel productive Mm -hmm. or feel Mm -hmm. like I'm living a limitless life. That this limitless life that I have been in pursuit of for these past, what, 20, 30 years – it, it often comes in the simplicity of sitting still. It's, so the limitless quality is not always aligned with movement and conquering goals and achievement. I love that. Mm. Sometimes the limitless factor is an understanding that you are one person in a world of, you know, billion of people and spirits and beings and animals and that you can just be and enjoy and sometimes observe. You don't have to be the person, Mm -hmm. right, that's always making it happen. Mm -hmm. You can enjoy watching other people make it happen. Wow, that's refreshing. I mean, we're in our 30s and I feel like we're in that period of time where we're like, this is when we should be taking risks. And it sounds like you went through that chapter. Oh, yeah. Take them all. And and you're suggesting to take them and you just know that there's there could potentially be, you know, repercussions and that you may have to pay for those in your 40s. It's important. Like you should at this point, right? Because you have time to recover. So yeah. if, if you make a mistake, makes perfect sense. you, can, you, have you can find to. yourself again. Mm-hmm. Failure is it. I always say you have to step off your cliff of complacency and free fall into possibility. Yeah. We stay perched up in these comfortable zones because we don't want to make mistakes or we don't want to fail or it looks it looks different than what we think. No, you got to take those leaps of faith. Mm-hmm. And this is when you do it because you never want to live that life when you are 60, 70, 80, towards the God willing 90. Mm -hmm. Saying, oh, I coulda, shoulda, woulda. Mm -hmm. That's not the story you want to tell your kids. Mm. Or what I coulda done, what I shoulda done. Because now, now, you know, these kids, they're like, why didn't you? Yeah. You know, and then you have to say, because I was scared. We don't want to pass that generational curse of fear down Mm -hmm. to our children. We want to pass that blessing of limitless possibilities of, you know what? You try, you fail, you mess it all up. You figure out how to clean it up. You get some more grit 
under your belt and you keep it pushing. Mm -hmm. That's how we do it. So you're living by example for your son, right? So that's sort of like one way of instilling those values in him. But what's another like example of that? If you wanted to like lay it out for him and explore that for him, you know, and and set him up for success. (laughs) Teaching him how to fail and know that it happens. It just happened recently. He lost a really tough basketball game and it was like by two points and he was just so upset. And so when we got in the car, you know, there's a mom instinct where it's like, oh, you know, it'll be okay. Or the, and, and I really don't do that, even though it is often my instinct to mm-hmm. say, I just said, yeah, that really sucked. Mm-hmm. I know that feels awful. But guess what? It's going to happen again yep. mm-hmm. and again and again. You know, and, and he was just looking like, thank you, lady. You know, mm-hmm. but he knows I'm that way. He has a running joke and he was doing it in Detroit for all of my family. And he goes, you know, my mom never says, good job, buddy. And he does the clap mm-hmm. <laughs> and everyone falls out laughing. He goes, my mom doesn't say that. He says, my mom. Mom says, CJ, get your mind right. Get your mind in the game. It's all right. You failed. It's over. You know, get over it. Work through it. Take a moment and be upset about it and then push through. And he does this talk and everyone laughs. But I do it because I want him to know that failure is really a part of life. That the moment you stop fearing failure is the moment you take flight. Because falling and failing is not the end of the world. Losing is not the end of your story. It might just be, you know, the, the, the setup for your comeback. It might just be the hugest lessons you ever learn. Yep. And I tell them, the biggest lessons I've ever learned in life is when mommy totally screwed it up. Uh-huh. Those are the ones I never forget. Mm-hmm. Oh my <laughs> goodness. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back in a few with more adulting like a mother father. So I don't know if you guys are aware of this, but I was actually homeschooled through um, eighth grade. I don't know, all the way through high school, really. So I was able to, you know, act and pursue my other endeavors on the side. And Laurel Springs does just that. It's an accredited online private school for students in kindergarten through 12th grade. And Laurel Springs recognizes that each child is a unique individual and has their own personal interests, special talents, unique learning style, and they're flexible. You know, their program is flexible. It offers challenging and diverse elective courses. Plus, it's accredited by the Western Association of Schools and Colleges and advanced ed, which means their transcripts are recognized by colleges and universities worldwide, which I think was one of the biggest things my parents were aware of. Like if you're going to homeschool, we want to make sure that you still have the option to go to any college and that it's, you know, well-versed and that way you don't, you know, jip yourself in the end. So this is an opportunity to give your kid, um, you know, just more time so that they have flexibility and, and they can pursue other opportunities that they're interested in. Uh, check it out. It's uh, laurelsprings.com slash adulting. And that way we can get you a free registration that's um, waived completely if you go to laurelsprings.com slash adulting. Listen up, everybody. The Dish with Trish, hosted by Trisha Paytas, is a new podcast here at Podcast One, and she's already had some amazing guests. Yeah, both Shane Dawson and Jeffree Star have stopped by to talk with Trisha about everything from relationships to gossip to feuds. Nothing is off the table when you dish with Trish. If you hadn't had a chance to listen yet, you got to catch up on this podcast. Yeah, be sure to subscribe on Spotify, Podcast One, Apple Podcasts, and many other podcast apps so you can get new episodes every week. All right, guys, we're back. Here's adulting like a mother father. 
It kind of, for me, it just comes back to that, that simple principle. It's like not really about falling down. It's about being able to get back up. Yep. And it sounds like that's what you're doing time and time again. For and him. it feels hard sometimes. Like it feels weird. It feels kind of like, oh, you could just be a little bit more comforting mommy, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. And, and look, I give them that moment because you do. You got to take your moment. You have a minute to sulk. But, you know, I always say um, what, what was his head of school said to him one day after game. He goes, champions have very short memories. Mm. And that is true because you don't linger on your defeats or your victories. You just push forward to your next challenge. Yep. Mm. And that's what I want him to do. It's kind of like, you know, I mean, it's principle of like sports in a lot of yeah, ways. Yeah, it just yes. makes you think of like Michael Jordan, Kobe yeah. Bryant, some of the greats that, yes. that said similar things. Yes, yes. Yeah. That's what we have to teach them. I love that. Yeah. I want to go back a few steps. You said um, leading up to turning 50, you challenge yourself for 50 days. Yes. Where did you pull that from? I just made it up. You made it up. It's your thing. I do. I just made it up. Yes, I created it. Okay. I think it was 50 days. I don't know. It was a name. It was all over my Instagram. Awesome. 50 ways to live my limitless life or something. But it was really things, you know, there were things that I would always say I wanted to do and that I wouldn't do. Or there were ways that that I'd say I wanted to put myself first that I didn't. And I also wanted to just go, you know, barreling into my 50th birthday. You know what I mean? I just didn't want to just slide mm-hmm. in it. You know, no, I you wanted to come. Entrance. Yeah, I want to come <laughs> bursting in there because I was excited about it. I'm one of those people I love. I tell my age. I'm not scared to tell my age. It doesn't bother me. And I wanted to own it. I had had several girlfriends that were kind of like, Eh, I wasn't too excited for 50. I don't, you know, because it is, you are getting older. It's a new decade of living. But I was like, no, before I sit somewhere and think of everything I didn't do that I thought I'd do by 50, Mm. I'm going to challenge myself in these 50 days to do as much of it as I can. I love that. So that's what I did. Yeah. Wow. I I think that's like an easy takeaway for a listener, whether you're turning 27 or or 35. Like, yeah. These days for me, you know, they're really significant for some people. Like someone say, oh, on, on, you know, New Year's Eve, I'm setting my resolutions for the next year or whatever. Or on my birthday, I need to have all these things. I always get weird about having one day to reflect, but they are good reminders. Like it's a good time to pause your life and say, what have I done? What's worked? What hasn't worked? What do I want to do? Like, what do I want to make sure that I do going forward? Yes. So I love that you did that. Yes, mm-hmm. it was. And it, it culminated into an actual birthday party, which I never have. Never. I'm all, I always give parties for other people. I never have a party. Did you throw it or were you surprised? Well, <laughs> no. <laughs> no. No one will throw anything for me. They'll be like, oh, God, it's not going to go the way you want it to go. No, the truth is I really wanted to celebrate it with my family in Detroit. So I did it in Detroit with my dad because he's in he's in his 80s and he could be there and my whole family. And so I kind of pulled together. My cousin helped me out a lot. But I did it because that's something I never do. I never stop to celebrate you. Never, never. And I'm not a person that needs it. You know, Mm -hmm. I'm just not that person. I really enjoy doing for others, but I want it to flip everything. Mm -hmm. And so that's what I did. And it was very odd, like being in my own party. It was it was really weird, you know. Was it was it good though? Did you enjoy that for people that like don't take care of themselves in that way? When like- I tell you how intentional I was about these fifty days, I had to be so 
conscious to be in the party because I am the person that runs the border right. mm-hmm. going over to the bars da, 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 mm-hmm. going over to the table is this to I'm just naturally that way as a creative spirit yeah. I'm you know and I'm decorating and I'm this so I just punched myself in the middle of the party I danced oh, I did good. everything I, I sang I did it all I, I was just doing it all and it felt great you yeah. know it really felt great my son's birthday's the next day so it's short lived oh. <laughs> by the end of the night I was like now make sure they have the cups the plates for his party <laughs> but what I did for like three straight hours I just celebrated myself and it was a great lesson and I think that everybody should learn whether it's your birthday or whether it's just a brand new day yeah. because Every brand new day we get is full of limitless possibilities, and it's a gift. So just take a moment and say, how can I be in this thing today? Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like, what is that one thing? Am I going to – you know, I saw a lady the other day. She had her um, top down, and she was, like, jamming to her music. Oh, my God, she made my day. Because I do that, but you don't know what you look like for other other people. And I was just like, go, girl, go. (laughs) Because she was just living her life, and that was her moment. So take them. That makes me feel so good to know that, you know, obviously it's hard to sometimes stop and think like this is a brand new day or this is a brand new hour of the day. I can mm-hmm. start now because oftentimes I feel like we're we're pushed to go, oh, it's only Wednesday. I'll, I'll start on Monday yep. or, you know, let me let me just mess it up a little bit more so I could have that fresh start, you know, come whatever day. Like yep. that's not always the most productive way of doing things because you're wasting time in the meantime. Right. Or you're learning extra lessons that you could just sort of like take off the table. And you've already given up on the limitless possibilities that could happen for the rest of the very day you're still yeah. in. Yeah. You know, if you access them. Sure. And that is a it's a it's a practice. It's like riding a bike. I don't always do it either. I'm good for, oh Lord, I've eaten a dessert on Wednesday, I'm gonna start again on Monday. Right. We all have that, right? But the truth is, no, I could really start again right after I ate the sure. dessert. Yeah. <laughs> you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And be okay Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Yep. And like be okay. We don't have to, you know, that's that. We're like in that cancel culture now uh-huh. where it's just like, oh, it's wrong, so it's canceled. That's what I call the microwave mindset mm-hmm. where, you know, if you if the button's not already there and it, 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 you can't push it and it come out perfect, then it's wrong. Mm-hmm. And that's how we we shouldn't be that way about life. That's a limited way mm-hmm. of thinking, not a limitless way. Do you feel like you, you instilled all this knowledge or you basically have this powerful knowledge that you have? Because you've seen a lot of different cases being in the position that you're in? You know, that's a really great point. I can't tell you how inspired I am by the families I've helped. And I I mean, and I say that is through, you know, my show Paternity Court Mm -hmm. as a lawyer, a family lawyer, as a a designer. Because Mm. really, when you're redesigning a home for a family, you're really, you're you're serving that family need. You're Mm. creating a space where a family can connect and be together. So I feel like my entire life has been in some way in service of families and people who are in some type of need. And that does speak to me. It does inspire me um, each and every day because it lets me know. And I always tell people when I'm talking, I'm not talking like a person. I got all the answers because I'm perfect and I'm and I got all the money and all the all the success. No, I'm speaking from a place of perspective, not mm-hmm. perfection. Mm. And when you speak and when you live with perspective, then you can understand and have, I think, a different approach to the way you pursue things in your life. Because I may never get the perfection, but if I get more perspective, 
then it was valuable. Yeah. So I think that's where my families and the people I help serve me because every time I help someone, whether it's a family who's struggling to eat dinner together and now building this kitchen and creating a desk space in there allows the mom and the dad to spend more time because one can work, one can cook, the kids can come in, or whether I am helping a family just finally get rid of a paternity question. They don't have to worry anymore and 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 talk behind each other's back and whisper and be confused and feel isolated. Whatever that is, through their stories and through their hurt and their needs, I gain perspective. Yeah. And I think that's the one of the most valuable things you can really gain in this life. Mm-hmm. And wow. that's what I try to share with others is mm-hmm. a perspective. Yeah. Question. That. Um, that was so powerful. I almost cried. Um, literally, I had to hold back tears. <laughs> I feel like, no, it's 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 really inspiring to hear you speak from such like an honest place. You've been through a lot of experiences. You've seen a lot of people go through other experiences. Therefore, you've learned from them. They've grown from you. Um, but this is sort of a business question because yes. I was listening to you talk and it sounds like that's a show. <laughs> Are you are you working on that? Wait, which which one? The the idea that you come into someone's home and sort of reinvent a space. Oh, I already help. did it. Oh my! I had a show on HGTV called Spice Up My Kitchen for Where like six seasons. Where is it? Because I'm a HGTV <laughs> fanatic. I don't know. No, no, this was years ago. No, now, I see, know. You probably were did eleven. It go? Because it needs <laughs> that to me is like. You're, it's so all-encompassing. It's not just so surface level, like we're going to create a beautiful space. Well, it's funny you say that because I just redesigned my own space because I got this old mid-mod home. And in doing it and really thinking about my family and thinking about what we needed, I said I was like, oh, wow, I really miss the art of doing this for people because it's so fulfilling. Yeah. And and But, yeah, I did. I hosted a show on HGTV, and, and I was the designer, and it called Spice Up My Kitchen for six seasons. But it would you would have been very young. It was back in, I think, from 2000 maybe to 2008 or gotcha. six, six seasons there. Oh, wow. Yeah, we yeah. did. So it may not be around, but you can see clips of it on, That's I'm super sure, cool. You on, are on full facet. She's you the, got, the you, ween of TV. Oh, my gosh, yes. I was looking at the, the ween. Yo, you, the, ween, the, the, yes. In general, I think... Um, um, for our listeners, that's a really great account to follow, especially as a woman. WeanOnline.org um, is the mm-hmm. website. It's free to join. And WeanOnline is the IG. Absolutely. So give us like the quick little like cliff notes as to how this came to fruition and, and why you would recommend, you know, a female like myself getting involved with Ween. Quickly, four girlfriends, myself, Valicia um, Butterfield-Jones, Christy Henderson, Sabrina Thompson came together. Uh, gosh, in New York, when we all lived in New York, and we really wanted to respond. At that time, uh, a, a radio personality, Don Imus, had made some very disparaging comments about the Rutgers Black Women's Basketball Team. And it was just a moment where we realized, like, no one was really speaking up for women. Like, mm. we're, like wh- who's going to talk? Who's going to make sure that women are defended, that women are portrayed positively, that women... So we decided to create the Women in Entertainment Empowerment Network. And our first goal was to make sure that women were, as I said, portrayed in media correctly, that we were defended when we weren't. But as we grew the organization, this nonprofit, we realized that it really started within the gut, the belly, the spirit of the woman. Mm. Because what we want 
to be able to develop are women who have voices and will speak for themselves when no one else will speak for them. Mm. And so over the years, it has molded into an incredible organization. And we have an academy every year, the Ween Academy, and we help young women who are interested in being in entertainment and otherwise just following and living the life of their dreams. But it's about finding your voice and it's about understanding your power as a woman. Oh, beautiful. Yeah. Love it. I just think that's, um, I, I stumbled on that account and I just got lost. Like, it's really inspirational. And Thank you. And speaks really, I mean, obviously, I'm I'm a woman, so it spoke really deep to me. Yes. And, and it works. Our, our, our graduates are all, of, they are heavy hitters all over the industry right now. I mean, everywhere you turn, it's, there's a ween graduate. I could so not cool. be more proud of the organization. And all of the women who support, I mean, executives and men support. That's what I love sure. about it. We have so many men supporters women executives, men executives that allow our our girls to shadow them and, and look, find their power. That's mm, what it's all about. I love it. My Is there goodness. a girl that's part of the organization that stands out in your mind? Oh, gosh, there's so many I could never name. I could never name so many of them. Oh, my gosh, how many? So many. Well, my assistant, Brooke mm. Pearson. Oh, is that how she's She's my cool. wing grad. Um, two of my mentees, Shinika um, Taylor. You can see her all over TV, TMZ everywhere. So cool. Sierra Brooks is an incredible graduate. Gia Peppers is, is absolutely incredible. We wow. have so many. It's, it's almost bizarre to name. <laughs> and these young women are are just all over the industry. If you go to our Ween page, yeah, yeah. you'll see them all. They're, it it really is astounding. I can't. They inspire me. They inspire me. I bet. What a what a cool uh, position to be in. To be able to like be just a part of someone's future in, in yes. that regard. And I think like I mean, obviously you are in so many ways, being that you you know have your show, Paternity Court, and you're able to like really impact the lives of families all yes. over. And um and obviously in your own personal life as you just sort of sit and observe and, and be a mom and be yeah. so many other things. I mean, I, I appreciate you dropping so many knowledge bombs on us. <laughs> yeah. I- All right, everyone, sit tight and we'll be right back for some more adulting like a mother father. Listen, we all want to do the right thing to keep our bodies healthy in the long run. But even if we try really hard to eat kale salads and drink green smoothies, we're still most likely not getting all the essential nutrients we need in a daily basis. Enter Ritual, the obsessively researched vitamin for women. Ritual's essentials have the nutrients most of us just don't get from food, all in their clean, absorbable forms. No shady additives or ingredients that can do more harm to your body than good. They're just too easy to take capsules that provide nine nutrients you need to support a strong foundation for your health. I'm a big fan of Ritual. I took it while I was pregnant and it had everything that I needed. So I would definitely give it a try. Um, actually, Ritual Essentials for Women, it's their new multivitamin. It's completely reimagined. Imagined. It's got everything from D3 to omega-3s, and Ritual's Essentials for Women helps just fill the gaps in a woman's diet. Their no-nausea capsule design is gentle on an empty stomach, and there's a mint tap in every bottle to keep things fresh, so you just you don't get that fishy aftertaste common with um, most omega-3s. So give it a try. Better health doesn't happen overnight, and right now Ritual is offering our listeners 10% off during your first three months. Fill in the gaps with your diet with Essentials for Women, a small step that helps support a healthy foundation for your body. Visit ritual.com slash adulting to start your ritual today. That's 10% off during your first three months. Just visit ritual.com slash adulting. And now back to adulting like a mother father. 
You have a way with words. Oh, it's, it's almost fluid. a weapon for you. Oh, thank yeah, you. It's, it's fluid. You. It thank feels you. good. Before, on. before we cut yeah. out, I yeah. do want to touch on one thing. It's so random, but I want your take. It's really two parts, right? So you have a son, young son. Yes. He's... Um, I clicked on his Instagram too. He, yes. It looks like he's getting in the entertainment industry as well. Yes, he okay. loves to act and all of that stuff. Wow. How do you, his how own do you feel about that? I didn't choose that for him. Okay. I really didn't. And I didn't mind it. I've been in the arts my whole life, but it wasn't something I ever thought of. He mm. just came to me and said, you know, we live in a new age. These kids are different yeah. from, yep. you know, well, you're not that old, but for me, he can see content creation on a daily basis. And he said, he's like, Mom, I really want to create content, and I really want to do that. And I thought to myself, well, he loves science. He loves robotics. He loves engineering. How can we make this all happen? And once he started the acting classes, his first acting class, what I noticed, which is why I just jumped on board, is he started finding his voice. Mm. He started understanding who he was. And I said, if he never makes a movie or never makes a commercial or never does a TV show, I love the art of him learning how to use his voice, yeah. find his voice, find his power. And also I love like when he works and when he auditions, how many times he doesn't get it. We yeah. talk about this all the oh time because he'll yeah. be like, what about that one commercial? I was good. And I was like... <laughs> I was like, you were good, but you didn't get it. And we just fall out laughing because I'm like, that's life. Like, it's another thing, yeah. you know, between golf, chess, and his auditions. This child knows yeah. that you just ain't going to get everything yeah. every time. That is so because cool. Because you aren't. Yeah. yeah. So we that's what I love about it. Failure. Uh-huh. There's <laughs> trouble with that one. Uh, a lot, right? But in that industry... That's what you experience 99.9% of the time, right? Yeah. All the time. And it's and it's taught him, too. He's gotten so serious about creating his own content because he realizes waiting for the approval of others oh. may be a delay. Hurry. But you have the power yeah. to create, identify, and share who you are now. Mm. And that doesn't require validation from any outside source. And so the whole act of the, you know, the constant rejection he faces coupled with his desire to then say, well, then I'll make my own video. And he sets up his little thing and he does his little speech and he does it, you know, and I'm thinking to myself, this is so much bigger than just the platforms he wants to be a part of. We are growing a level of confidence in him that I, I think is so important in this day and age. So mm-hmm. I allow him to do it. I mean, he's not allowed to really be on the internet and everything during the week, but I allow him to create because it is a way to, I think, grow his spirit yeah. and connect to others. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to tap into that one because I was a child actor. And, yeah. So I started acting when I was about, gosh, five years old. Um, and I still, to this day, um, obviously, I haven't auditioned in a little bit because we just had a baby. But oh, um, yeah, thank you. <laughs> so one thing that I will say about that is the confidence that I I, I I gained a lot of confidence and I grew up in a very adult world. Mm-hmm. And in about eighth grade, I ended up leaving school altogether because I was working um, enough that it was it was difficult to be in school. Yes. And so the the challenge I had with that was really, really hard on me. I went through a lot of hard times in middle school because I was so invested in my acting career. 
but I was also trying to be a student and I was trying to do both really well. And mm-hmm. it was like a struggle, a power struggle. So when I eventually decided to homeschool, um, I I kind of came into my own in the acting world. But what I will say about the content creation that I think is so powerful is that even though I had all this confidence I built up, it was constantly being stifled along the way by by rejection that I would feel on the norm, right? Yep. So that was a tricky thing to learn. And also, like you said, like learn from failure and learn that it's going to keep happening and just get used to it. So I, I kind of did and I kind of didn't. And it was always a, a struggle with that. Now kids are able to, <laughs> they're able to create and manifest this like yeah. this power in the entertainment. Like I didn't think I was able to express myself other than like little backyard performances for my family. Now kids can like, be on a platform and express themselves for many people and and not have to wait for someone to give them permission. Right. It's crazy. Right. And And it's it's, it's healing. It's it's empowering and it's healing. You're exactly right. Yeah. You're exactly right. So anyways, I thought I would tap into that. I appreciate that because I homeschooled him for a while. Then Uh he went to regular school and it is hard to do both well. It really is. It really was. And and you know what else is kind of tricky just because uh, – is he homeschooled now? No, he's in a school now. Okay, cool. Because one of the things that I struggled with when I got into my first real relationship with Andrew is that I didn't – I thought that I had the, the skill set to be around peers and, and things like that. But I didn't have that same sort of like – experience along the way like I didn't have like the the I don't know socialization socialization. I hate saying that because it sounds like I was like one of those weirdos that like (laughs) talked to myself in my room but (laughs) it wasn't so much that it was just different yes um peer to peer sure yeah I totally get it because when you say a child in an adult world very often I mean when CJ books a job he's usually the only child on set yeah and you know and and you're in a school room with a teacher that's just communicating with you. That's exactly yeah. right. That's exactly right. It's so, a totally different element. And I think like it definitely um, forms a different persona, right? Like, mm-hmm. I mean, maybe not the average kid development, right? Like you're, it's a different process, but I feel like I turned out all right. And yeah, I think I'm able to right. like, you know, be objective about it all. And I, I just think I want to empower people to, to step into that. And you're that. thoughtful about it. And that's yeah. what I love. Like you're able, I mean, I'm being informed and inspired just by listening to you now. Thank and that's you. why I thought when we were thinking of his name and we were like CJ Woods world. Ooh. And I said that, well, that's what he says. He always, he creates these worlds of robotics and Legos and this, and he leaves little notes for everybody. Like don't mess up my world. Cause we will just pick all the oh. Legos up and all the stuff and like we're cleaning up and he's like no this is my world so when we thought about it we called it cj woods world but i didn't realize in that moment too that that is important as well like seeing his world as valuable you know Mm -hmm. from from not just sweeping it up like it's trash but the things that come from him they're valuable and i think that you're right about kids today if it's handled responsibly they do have a way through the internet to mm-hmm. kind of give of themselves share a part of their lives yeah. and 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 grow from it speaking oh, of responsibility cool. just last thing yes and say one or two sentences do you have a perspective or like you know specifically around boundaries that you can share with with us as new parents uh, regarding media. kids and social media. Yeah. Yes. Um, this is this is my take. I don't allow CJ. He has social media because of his work and because now, unfortunately, 
agents and people mm-hmm. and, you know, casting, but they just go and they want to find you, yeah. you know, bef- before they even see if they want to really bring you in. So I wanted to have that there, but he does not operate it. And I don't allow him to see it every day. Mm. He may see what's going on in his page maybe twice a month. Mm. He doesn't, wow. he doesn't go on it. He doesn't manage it. I don't allow him to post his own videos yet. They all come through mom and dad. I, I really protect that I don't want him to really cross the line where he is. It's almost like, what does Stevie uh, Wonder say? Just make sure you in it, but not of it. Mm. That's that line he says. That's I don't so know what cool. song that is. So you can be a part him. of it, mm-hmm. right? You can be a part of it, and you're. But don't let don't become. If you're not, it's not who you are. Right. Mm. You know, you're not a, a, an Instagram where your whole um, sense of self relies on how many people viewed or liked. I don't want any part of that for him. So for him, I want to keep it as the creation and the sharing, and then I worry about all of the rest. So I do. I draw very firm lines. I'm not a big fan of social media for kids um, unless it's managed by the parents. And I also, like, he has no phone. Mm. You know, everybody mm-hmm. now is What age do you think, yeah. He's going to be 10. Okay. What age do you think you'll allow him to have a phone? I have absolutely not even thought about it. That's fine. I, no, I, I think refuse. that's cool. No, reason why I won't do it is because he's so persistent. He will make me give him a number and then once i give him right. the number yeah he'll be I like he's gonna to find it. this podcast and, and be like mom you gave her a number exactly <laughs> and the truth is i really want to base it on his development sure. whether or not i believe he can handle it and be responsible that's fair yeah, i love that and work to pay it off when he loses yes. it no i'm just oh, teasing i'm it. just teasing <laughs> <laughs> listen that creates responsibility <laughs> little hustle in him oh man this was powerful yeah thank, thank you. you so thank much you so much for coming time. no seriously thank you i i feel like um i learned a lot and i feel a lot more um uh, i feel limitless yes yes <laughs> you, because you are thank you even on the days when you don't feel it you still are. Oh, thank you. <laughs> and for everyone listening, so are you. Yes, you are. <laughs> thank you so much. Enjoy your rest of your day. I will. More adulting like a mother father when we come back. Do you know two things I love? What? Traveling and saving money. Saving money. money. Okay. Yeah, I knew that. And planning a vacation is hard work and it's overwhelming. You guys, we just found out about undercover tourists. You need to know about them if you're planning a theme park vacation. Undercover tourists can save you significant time and money. Exact same tickets to theme parks you know and love for less. There's no catch. Save up to $145 on each theme park ticket. That's significant. Okay, I mean, imagine if you had a family of four or six. It's nuts. That's a lot of money you, you can save. You might wonder how Undercover Tourists is doing this. I promise you they are legit. They have 20 years of quality service providing theme park and attraction tickets at discounted prices, an A-plus rating from the BBB, and over 1 million app downloads already on their Orlando Wait Times app. Plus, if you're not good at like the planning part, they have free planning tools, free park plans, like what to do and when, saving you four hours a day not standing in line and zigzagging around the park. That's priceless. We hate standing in line. They even have blog and travel tips, best times to visit, where to stay, what's new, Q&As from the community. It's a go-to, okay? Wow. Yeah. Undercover Tourists is the trusted name for theme park tickets. Start planning your next theme park vacation now by visiting undercovertourist.com slash adulting. That's an additional discount using adulting on top of the big savings already offered through Undercover Tourist. That's undercovertourist.com slash adulting. 
And now back to Adulting Like a Mother Father. Oh, I just love her. I think she's got this like charisma and contagious energy that we all need in yeah, our corner. Energy's off the charts. Yeah, it's so, <laughs> it's so good though. Good. It's, it's limitless for sure. <laughs> we need limitless energy, Lauren. I know, I need Where some do of you that. source your energy from? Oh gosh. And you know, another thing that I think is interesting is aside from all of the amazing work she's doing on screen and obviously off screen, she's also into interior design, which is something we are trying to dive into ourselves right now. Would you say that we are into that? Okay. Well, no, I was. I went to school for interior design for What's, five seconds. That okay. And for five seconds in junior high, <laughs> okay. I took a you take, interior one design course in my independent school. And because um, I didn't go to school, I was doing independent study. So one of the courses I was allowed to take was interior design. So I learned about feng shui. Mm. Um, what does that mean? That means (laughs) just having good energy in your house. Of course. But I do remember actually, I remember that you're supposed to see your door from your bed. That's like something I learned in feng shui. Yeah. No, that sounds right. You're supposed to see your door. Do you remember outside of feng shui? Do you remember anything else that you learned in this interior design class? Um, That I just had a natural knack for it. Do you? I do. I think my should, first condo, my very I go first condo. House and take some pictures of spaces that maybe. Well, okay, you can't judge us on this because if I had unlimited uh, budgets, and well, that's not true because a lot of people do it on. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I, maybe I lost my knack for it along the way because other things have become Your more important. Really good. Yeah, on, she's on great. A- like you guys should follow budget. her, Janessa Marie L. She's yeah. got the cutest aesthetic, and she's got a baby on the way, cute house, the whole works. But she does everything on a budget, which I respect because, yeah. honestly, anyone can have a beautiful home if they have gazillions of dollars. But it's about like having a, you know, a functional home that doesn't cost you a fortune. Well, that's our goal. Most of us don't have a bazillion dollars, right? That's so what I'm saying. So, like, being adults with like you know, living within your means and having something that functions. That's more important. Yep. But we're getting there. So we have around, a new couch. Around here, though, like, yeah. who would you say is the... Okay, you want credit? Fine. Yes, <laughs> you. You are doing it. You're, you're doing a great job designing our spaces. Thank you. Thank you, Andrew. Everyone, give it up for Andrew Gardner. Appreciate it. Appreciate he is it. incredible. You can see him on HGTV's new I Design My Home for You I don't know. You dead? You need a show of some sort. What kind of show though? You would be good on HGTV. First of all, that was my I dream of my HGTV whole energy. life. Ever since Trading Spaces came out on TLC, <gasps> let me tell you, I thought all I needed to be on was an HGTV show or like a home decor show. <sighs> And turns I'm out not, I don't I'm even not, have a like, natural ability for it. <laughs> I, I mean this in the most loving way. I'm not sure that that's okay. But for you. I just like the home space world. That's why I think I got my real estate license and yeah. never did anything with it yeah. <laughs> because but I just you like it. Will at some point, like you, you, you do love it. I love it. I love it. We gotta. Go, we got, we're gonna do a whole episode on this because I want to talk about like. Um, I don't want to talk about real estate because that's such a hot topic for just, you know, becoming so an adult. No, it's, listen. You it's listen. so hot. It's hot because everyone lives, well, not everyone, but a lot of people aspire to live in environments that they like. That takes money. That takes, you know, rent or purchasing your first home. So there's a lot to that that I feel like, you know. You want to talk like more about the buying process? A little bit. Yeah, well, that and like maybe just share 
Yeah, kind of the lessons that I learned because my first property I bought when the market just tanked and I had to I had to go through a, for, a short sale when I was 17 years old. Yeah, it's crazy. Which is nuts, but I learned a lot from that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so most people won't fit in that bucket. No, I know, but, but like but, I can yeah, still speak on just learning stuff. on it and like not acting on impulse. The thing about real estate is it's a lot of the times it's an emotional buy. And so yeah. you, you kind of, I don't know, separate your, your thoughts from what's smart or logical in the moment. I feel like the only, the only time it's not an emotional bias for like an investor who's looking for like a cash flow property. Yeah. But we should all sort of think like that as well. Yeah. But at the same time I do, I mean, some things I've learned from people that are doing that, like if you walk into a property and you could see yourself living there, mm-hmm. then typically that's a signal to buy it. Who taught you that one? That was a GC thing. That was You're a lying. Party. I swear. I've always said that. That's how I choose the stocks no, that I invest in. I'm learning from you. You're learning from me, babe. Jeez. So she teaches a <laughs> course at nights, Wednesdays at 7.30. <laughs> or you could just tune into our podcast. There's oh more where that gosh. came from. No, 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 no. Don't, don't, don't take your <laughs> advice from me because everything I learn, I'm just figuring out as I go. Ain't that the truth? Ain't that the truth? That's called being an adult. What did you say the other day that I was like, oh my gosh, that's golden. You said something like being an adult is all about assuming responsibility, right? Because if you think about it, that's the one thing that's different from being, well, I mean, obviously as a kid, you have to assume some responsibility, but it's not like the same. Yeah. I think I said, it's all about taking accountability. Taking accountability. What's the the difference? Accountability, responsibility. Uh, they're pretty similar. Yeah. I'm sure if we Google them, there'd be a difference though. Yeah. Well, whatever. Both make sense to me. But it was around the context with like, as you get a little bit older, right? And you become like sort of the leaders of your family. Mm-hmm. Like you kind of set the tone, like you set the direction for everything that happens mm-hmm. to some extent. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, for example, your uncle Chris He's all about having a fun time. Yeah. And he gets everybody together all the time to go do like fun and crazy things. If he didn't do that, like the dynamic would be so much different. You know what I mean? Those are choices that he has to make. Yeah. You were saying that we're going to eventually have to be responsible for creating, um, like our family traditions because the, the generation ahead of us, like my aunts, obviously my grandma, like that sort of thing there eventually going to get to a place where like it's on us for us to like continue on like Christmas and all the things. Yeah. yeah that's a 100%. lot. Wow. All right. So it's a little dark. So <laughs> no, it's it not. It's so, it's so true. It's so true. It is true. It is true. That's the reality of life. Yeah. So on that note, we have to get our house ready because it's not ready for a big family environment. Things. Yeah. <laughs> How do we just add space? Yeah. That's the tricky part. It's closing in on the three of us. But already. what's what's funny is that we've always, well, at least I have always thought it'd be so cool to live in a tiny house. And yeah, it turns out uh-uh. it's a little more complicated and we don't even live in a tiny house. We just live in a normal average size home. I'd actually be curious to know if any of the listeners do live in a tiny house. Oh it man, was that'd like be a, cool. It was like a thing. Yeah. No, it sure man. is a thing. It still is a thing. I think people do it, but... I don't know. I think the expectations are different than like the reality. I couldn't do it full time. That's for sure. I could do it as like a little weekend spot or whatever. Yeah. You know, or maybe spend Same. a week or a, maybe even a month. Go for a like, little vacation. Yeah. Outside of that. Nah. Yeah. It's super cool if you do do it though. Cause think about the carbon footprint they don't have. 
hundred percent. And I guarantee you spend so much more time outside. Like you just spend time doing the things that make life exciting. I know. So true. You know? Wow. Okay. We're this packing was, up. This was good. We're packing up. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> what about our new couch we just bought? That can, yeah, that can stay. Okay. We'll just come back to this house. Um, you guys, wow. What an eventful episode. I feel good. I feel limitless. I feel great. I feel like we have a new friend as well. Oh, well, let me tell you, she's a good one to have because if anything were to happen between you and I, you know where I'm taking you. (laughs) Come on, we're getting in the car. Let's go see Lauren Lake and walk in. It's a courtroom and everyone's like, what are you guys doing here? Oh, that was, I, I need more coffee. Yeah. Next. On that note. Um, oh wait. Oh, should we answer an email? We have an email. And if you guys, um, have any other questions about like adulting, um, feel free to email. Uh, we have an email on our Instagram, uh, adulting like AMF. You could just hit that little email button up there and shoot us an email. Hold on. Here it is. Here it is. Where is it? Where is it? Here it is. Okay. So, okay, this is kind of interesting because obviously it, it hits home for, for me especially. Um, but this is from Karishma. She's a first-time mommy expecting a baby boy in June. She's excited and terrified all at the same time. The idea of labor and delivery, breastfeeding, fears of the unknown with her body, etc. all have her mind going in so many directions. She says, what has worked for you to ease your mind during pregnancy? Also, do you miss baby Gio in your belly? I'm trying to cherish the kicks now since I hear I might miss being pregnant. Sending love and hugs. Love, Karishma. So, yeah, I I thought that I would miss those kicks way more than I do. And a lot of people said after the... um, you have your baby that you hear you feel like phantom kicks in your stomach Mm, i never felt them the phantom phone vibrate yeah what we do here are phantom cries often we're like wait is he crying we look at the monitor he's perfectly still so i don't know to ease my mind during pregnancy i think i was just so i felt so empowered i felt like i cannot believe my body is doing this i cannot believe that our family is changing and growing at some point in the near future and all of that pretty much helped me cope with like all the changes along the way i do remember though because my cousin's in this phase right now oh my gosh i remember from 23 weeks to like gosh 26 27 weeks was when i felt the most changes in my body where i felt like the pains and the braxton hicks and the stretching and the pulling and the aches and all that but then after that my body kind of just adjusted and even though i got pretty big towards the end i was still managing you know easier than i thought i'd ever manage so I don't have like real concrete advice other than to just stay positive and know that it goes by so quick. So just try to soak up the moments because even when it is challenging and you know, all the things it's going to be gone and and you'll be a mommy in no time. So congrats to you. Uh, What about after the fact though? Like after he came out, what do you mean? Any of that scare you? Oh, like the birth. Oh, she's yeah. Um, I never was scared of birth. I didn't have those fears. Um, but yeah, I mean, even when I was, yeah, when we were in the moment and they were like wheeling me into like the C-section and everything, I don't know what it was. I felt like this really crazy strength where I just knew that I was in good hands. I was going to see him soon. This stuff happens all the time. And I just trusted the process. I don't, maybe it was like a defense mechanism that your body does just to like make sure that you can yeah, I bet handle. Yeah, that's natural. Yeah. I and mean, it's your body kicking in saying like, we're going to be okay. It's like adrenaline. Yeah. yeah. It's inevitable. So you just know like we got this. Yeah. And and we did. Just know that the, the prize that you get on the other side is absolutely worth 
anything that you go through. Wow. We sound like those parents that are like, it's all worth it. The love the this or that, but (laughs) there is a lot of work that comes with it. And a lot of sleepless nights, a lot of time management that you learn to figure out quickly. Yeah. But again, like if if you figure it out, yeah, if you figure it out, but you know, it's all worth it in a way that like, you've never felt that kind of love. And also like just the sensation of, of growing a human and then having a human. And then those realizations, you look at your partner or you just, even if you're just a single mommy or whatever, you can just have those moments where you're like, I cannot believe I did this. And you feel like a superhero. So cheers to all the parents out there. Seriously. Yep. You're superheroes. Kudos to you guys. Yeah. Thanks for the email, you guys. Um, Again, yeah, email us. um, Send us a review. Or just DM the account. That's fine. Yeah, whatever's easiest for you. Just uh, follow our adulting page on Instagram. It's at adulting like AMF. And uh, that's it for today, everyone. Cool. So cool. Um, I feel more inspired to go and clean up our house and make it more functional. Yay. I hope you guys do too. We'll (laughs) we'll talk to you next week. Yep. Thanks for listening, guys. Just quickly. Oh. Oh. Goodbye. What is it? You got to say, you got to say. Oh my gosh. If you're loving adulting, which hopefully you are, go to Apple Podcasts. I don't think you can do it on Spotify. But you can follow us on Spotify. Um, Give us a listen, share it, and uh, leave us a review. We love the reviews and it's really helpful for us. So thank you, thank you, thank you. And we'll see you next time. Thank you for listening to this episode of Adulting Like a Mother Father. New shows drop every Tuesday on the Direct Message Network on Podcast One.